Hey, it's Heidi back with our discussion on codependence. We are going over the eight different attachment personality patterns. And today we're going to talk about the pleaser. Now this is the one that most people actually think about when they think about codependence. They don't always think, oh, codependence is controlling and codependence is withholding and codependence is pretending and perfecting. But they, so they don't really think about that, but the pleaser is the one that is in the forefront of everybody's mind. And this pattern is probably one of the most destructive because you become the sacrificial lamb. It is steeped in self-sacrifice and self-betrayal, always putting the needs of other people before yours. I'm going to get into the five core traits so that you can identify if this pattern is your primary pattern. As always, patterns are not pathology. All right, so I'm a coach. I deal in patterns, not pathology, meaning you can change your patterns at any time. The first step is awareness to know what patterns you've been enacting, and then we can learn how to systematically break free from these patterns once and for all. Because again, here's the theory on attachment personality patterns if you're new here. When you're born into a family dynamic, particularly like the people that I help, which is born, in, born into a difficult family dynamic, where or challenging where there's addiction, dysfunction, toxicity, alcoholism, absenteeism, narcissism, any number of things that make it really tough to kind of figure out how to function in the dysfunction. Well, that's what you do. You find a way to survive, thrive, connect, or cope in that family of origin. And you kind of take on a personality. You take on a way of being to function in that dysfunction. And that's what I call an attachment personality pattern. So this patterning or programming can certainly be undone. But again, awareness is the first step. So let's look at these five core traits of the pleaser. Number one is pretty obvious. It's unbalanced relationships. Your relationships tend to be one-sided. You do all the giving and somebody else does all the taking. You tend to take on more than everybody else. You're always the one that says yes, even when you want to say no. These unbalanced relationships can be pretty obvious, even if they're intimate relationships or work relationships. You're the one that takes it all on. And that's not a bad thing, you know, being a pleaser and like helping people and extending yourself isn't a bad thing. But again, what makes it a problem is this self-betrayal. It's like you're sacrificing yourself in order to make other people um, have it be easier for other people. The second core uh, trait of a people pleaser is difficulty making decisions. So it's kind of like you need the committee. And if you have an important decision in your mind, you don't really trust your own judgment. So you need to ask a bunch of other people if they think what you're doing is right. In fact, it couldn't even be just something that's coming up where should I make this move? You know, what do you think about that? It could be something you've done in the past or something that where you need confirmation and affirmation, you know, did I do the right thing? You're always kind of judging what you say or do very harshly, just like the perfectionist uh, personality pattern. So, but you're you're looking to other people where the perfectionist might not admit that you'll actually ask for that reassurance and approval from other people. So if you have a big decision coming up, like a moving somewhere, taking a job opportunity, you're very unlikely to search yourself and trust your own intuition, partly because you want to get the committee approval. Like we all think this is a good idea, but because you also want to make sure partly that it benefits everybody else and not just you, you always kind of have this mentality in mind of everybody else's happiness is, is important and almost more important than my own. So you go with popular, uh, popular vote. Number three, you could be in a situation with a bunch of people and you'll give up your personal truth or your desire when it differs from other people. 
And that's really about your desire not to rock the boat. So, and it can be something benign and silly. Like you're going to a restaurant and everybody goes, hey, yeah, let's go for Chinese. And you actually hate Chinese food and it doesn't agree with you. But because you don't want to like voice that and see what happens and have everybody say, oh, great. Shelly doesn't like Chinese. Where are we going to go? I probably wouldn't even happen. They'd be like, oh, okay, where do you want to go? But the scenario is, oh, they're going to, they're going to think that I'm putting them out or they're going to think, oh, I should just go along. So compliance is kind of the name of the game. And that compliance can get you into trouble because maybe you believe something different even politically or spiritually, but you're, you're with a group of friends who believe one way and your, your opinion differs, you will be reticent to share that. You'll suppress your truth. People might ask you outright what you believe and if you believe it's against what everybody else thinks and you don't want to rock that boat, you'll, you'll actually lie or withhold what it is that you truly believe or think. You'll give up a personal truth. Um, a, a really good example of that is like in an every 80s movie where there's like a bully and one really good kid that's right on the fence, right? He's, he's like the nerd, you know, out on the outskirts, but the, the group of cool kids is trying to like recruit him so that he, he'll have his old nerd friends and the group of cool kids will be rude to his old nerd friends and he'll be at the precipice. Where he's like, oh shit, do I defend my nerd friends or get in good with the cool people? And every time he'll be rude to his nerd friends and get in with the cool people and his cool friends will be like looking at him like, dude, bro, what's up with that? And he's like, sorry guys. And he goes with the cool people. Now eventually, if there's like a moral reform there at the end of the movie, he realizes the cool friends were, the, were not the way to go and his old friends were the only ones that really liked him. But the people pleaser will do anything they need to do, kind of like the pretender performer personality, they'll shape shift to be whoever they need to do. But see, a people pleaser will sacrifice himself and sometimes other people in order to be liked, in order to be accepted. I think Cobra Kai, which I love, hello, Johnny, Cobra Kai did this scenario with the people leaving. Now, if you haven't seen this, you're like, what the hell is this analogy? Please stop, but you should watch it. Okay, I think it's on Netflix. Cobra Kai, the kids, like the cool kids, you know, they, they had this story play out. You could, you could witness it. Um, it's been in every eighties movie ever known to man, um, this scenario, but, but somebody will do that, like really convicted, like, oh, I believe we should be nice to everybody, but I'll, I'll go against my personal truth to make you like me. And it happens all the time in relationships. You might believe something very different, but if you're with somebody who believes one way, you'll tend to start to think the way that they do because you want them to love you or like you. So you'll abandon what you really know to be true for the sake of being in relationship with other people. You can really only do that for so long until you feel like total fraud. You, you, you feel inauthentic because again, you're not really being your true self. You're being whoever people need you to be in order for you to feel wanted by them or liked by them. Number four, core trait number four, you feel overly responsible for the, the feelings of other people and feel a deep desire to protect people from their feelings or mitigate the fallout of their feelings. So this is might sound like, oh, Heidi, that sounds like the hero or that sounds like the fixer personality pattern. But here's the difference between the two. A fixer is an empath. They can tell what people need and what people want. But a fixer is like a hero. They're not afraid to call it out, to look at somebody and go, hey, you're struggling. That's not really how you feel. You know, this is what's really going on. Uh, let me help you, save you from yourself. And here's why, you know, they're not afraid to shake people up because a hero at the end of the day doesn't really 
want you to like them in the moment. They want to help you and change your life so that you they really endear themselves to you, right? So they're not afraid to rock the boat, call it like it is, call you out. But a pleaser will be terrified of doing something like that. So they're more inclined to sweep things under the rug, not hold other people accountable. In fact, in a family of addiction, the hero will be calling the rehab centers and going, you have a problem, let's fix this. And the enabler is the pleaser. And it's the one who's like, well, they'll make excuses, justifications, rationalizations. You're making them feel bad. You're going to make them drink. That's why, you know, are you okay? Constantly trying to like soothe. And a pleaser can be very dangerous in an addicted family dynamic because, again, that's the enabler. They're so afraid of people feeling bad that they never want to call anything out at all. They never want to have any kind of confrontation because, again, they can't handle the idea of somebody else being mad at them and them feeling like they're the cause of it. So they'll do anything they can to avoid conflict or confrontation. They don't want people to feel angry with them. So again, they never want to do anything that would warrant that in their mind, even though they don't always um, succeed. Or sometimes people are mean and rude and you didn't do anything. And it's just because that's the, their personality. It has nothing to do with you. But a pleaser will always make other people's behavior about them. Well, why do you think they did this? You know, why did they not call me back? Well, not just because they're a jerk. No, they, they internalize it kind of like a clinger does and say, oh, I must, I, I, I need to try harder. The difference here is that where a clinger will continue to like have no sensory acuity and keep trying harder and trying harder, a pleaser has more sensory acuity. They can read a room. They're very good at it. In fact, they'll do whatever they need to do for themselves. Like where a, a clinger will come on stronger, a people pleaser will like shrink back. They'll do whatever they need to do in order to maintain the peace, right? Including disappearing or going away or whatever it is so that they just don't upset people. So I hope that makes sense. You can leave your questions here if you need more clarification or you want me to flesh it out a little bit more. Some of these personalities overlap, but there are major distinctions between them that I can help you kind of um, pull apart here. All right. And then the fifth thing. So the first one, let's just recap unbalanced relationships. It's very all give and all take. You do all the giving, they do all the taking. You overstep your boundaries, say yes when you mean no. You have difficulty making decisions. You need like the committee. Everybody needs to approve all the time or you second guess your decisions constantly, um, making sure you want everybody else to say it was a good thing to do. You give up your personal truth or your desires, that Cobra Kai analogy, you'll just like give up what you believe in to be accepted and approved of. Um, you feel overly responsible for the feelings of other people and work really hard to mitigate those feelings or prevent or protect people from having feelings in the first place. And again, people are allowed to have their feelings, but this is something that you learn when you get into recovery from codependence with this people pleaser, you learn how to be uncomfortable and let people have their feelings and you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. You know, even if, if they don't like you, it's going to be all right, I promise. But we don't believe that. Now, number five is kind of like a hidden, um, a hidden talent of the of the people pleaser that a lot of people don't associate with this pattern, but 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 I do because almost every single pleaser that I know is also passive aggressive. So while it's true that they avoid conflict, they like to avoid confrontation. It doesn't mean that they don't have it. So, but they'll do it in passive aggressive ways. And passive aggressive just means I smile to your face and I piss in your pocket. Okay, that's what that means. Another way to do that is maybe they'll be like the withholder. They'll withhold affection, attention, or approval 
in order to get you kind of get you back right for what you've done without outright telling you hey you hurt my feelings or you know I really wish you pleasers aren't ever gonna go tell somebody exactly what's going on like fixer will fixer be like here's the problem let's fix it pleasers want to pretend there's no problems right like a pretender as well so with this also they can triangulate they can get other people on their train behind your back and kind of like you know talk about you behind and do all this kind of maneuvering they could also just totally avoid go mia pleasers can just like disappear but then they feel too guilty they never stay away for too long like a withholder they they need your attention and your approval so they always come back around eventually even if they do disappear um or at the worst they play the victim you know they've had a hand in all this pleasing right it's they the, the pleaser is the one that's creating the scenario over and over again but when they get really kind of passive aggressive they'll project all of that onto the other person they are such a taker all they do is take from me i give and i give and i give and look at this is what happens but but the reality is like that's the setup from the beginning that's the only reason this relationship ever worked is because that was a dynamic that you created from the rip so what's the way out of this well first of all how'd you get into this like I said, you grew up in a family dynamic where you learned that pleasing was the name of the game, especially if you had a very volatile parent, if you had somebody that was like a Jekyll and Hyde, if you grew up with a parent that had a personality disorder, maybe a borderline parent, you know, somebody that was like, I love you, I hate you, come here, go away. You never quite knew what you were going to get. This pleaser has really come out of that dynamic. Narcissistic parenting also pr produces perfectionists and performers, but also pleasers as well. So if, if you have a narcissistic parent, it's your job, right? To, to, to be who they need you to be, not who you really are and to keep them happy. Right. So, so, and, and, to, and to pretend like everything's okay. So while those are some of the patterns that that narcissistic upbringing can, can instill, but I find pleasers are really with this Jekyll and Hyde type of personality um, or, you know, constantly made to feel they've been the scapegoat in, in, in that dynamic somehow where the, you know, all kids believe everything is their fault. But if you grew up in an alcoholic household you, or addicted household, you believe when you're young that you're the reason your parents are drinking. So if you, if you can just please them, you know, if you can just do whatever you need to do to be good, the good kid and don't make any problems for anybody and make sure everybody else is taken care of, then everybody's going to be okay. So search yourself, you know, what is your dynamic? Why is it important for you to know where it came from? Well, your history is, you know, yesterday's coals or today's fire, right? Like everybody, lots of wonderful people has said, have said, there's a point of origin that we want to get to so that we can go back and undo some of that. And we do that in our program called life school, which stands for love yourself first empowerment school where we get to the root. But the, but the other thing is, you know, you start to learn that, when you when you, when you did this out of necessity and it worked for a while, this pleasing personality, you, you got a payoff for it, and you, you're still getting a payoff for it now. It's just that it becomes a problem when the payoff isn't as as much as the pain. The pain is bigger than the payoff, right? The cost of doing this to you is is more than it than it pays. So if you find that you're in these one-sided relationships and you you're depleted, how do you know it's not working? Well. You know, you are, you're at the end of the day, you're taking care of everybody else, but nobody's there for you. And you're completely exhausted. You're overwhelmed. You feel taken advantage of. If used is something in your vocabulary that comes up a lot, this feeling of being used, 
you're 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 putting you're putting yourself out there in an unbalanced type of way. So the next step after the awareness, you know, get a journal and see how you kind of do these five things. After that, reach out over at lovecoachheidi.com, maybe schedule a consultation and think about getting into a recovery program. You know, Life School, Love Yourself First Empowerment School is our recovery program from codependence. And we learn your unique personality pattern and then where that came from, the point of origin. We work to undo that um, meaning that you associated from that event or those life events that created this personality or persona. And we, we rewire the programming. And you've been running on an app for a long time. It's time to upgrade, right? It's time to get to the truest version of you. And that's that's really what the goal always is, right? Is to discover and uncover the truest version of who you really are, not who you've needed to be for everybody else in your life. Now, the great thing about a pleaser is that you long for love and connection and affection. But the truth is nobody can really connect to you and love you the way you really deserve to be loved if they can't really know you or see you and they can't know you or see you if you're not being you all right so let's uncover the true you so you can have that reflected back in love all right i love you so much have an excellent day take great care of yourself subscribe like and let me know how this is resonating with you i'll see you soon Bye bye